Good. All right. And good morning. Uh, have Bible World Travel and everybody else out there. And welcome to Overcomer Hour. Today is July, what is that, 12th, 2023. Uh, the sun is shining. Hope you guys are having a good morning. And obviously, this is not Pastor Pat and Mike Sr. Uh, I am Pastor Aaron, and this is my wonderful wife, Jess. And we are covering for them today. Uh, we are excited to be here, and we are hoping you guys are having a good day. I guess. Uh, all the kids are at home today, still on summer vacation, and um, I guess everybody's kind of getting ready for work. What are you doing this morning? It is the week after 4th of July. It's kind of like that lull in the summer, kind of where things, 4th of July is over, Memorial Day is over, now it's just pretty much hot. It's St. Louis, it's summertime, it's going to be hot. Uh, so what are your guys' big plans? What are your big plans? you guys have vacation coming up, barbecues, stuff like that? Let's see who's on this morning. We have uh, Roxanne Galati's on. Good morning, my beautiful morning. church family. Tiffany Short is on. Good morning to you. And uh, we're excited to be with you guys this morning. So I'm going to pray for you guys real quick. And then obviously we'll start off with prayer requests. So Lord, we just thank you for waking us up this morning and uh, giving us another shot to uh, serve you. Just pray for everybody out there on live stream today, everybody that um, is out there uh, going to work, all the kids having fun on summer break. And I just ask for your Holy Spirit to guide this overcomer hour today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, let's see who else we got on this morning. We got uh, Terry Bjerk is on. Good morning to you. Paul Hall, Jeanette, uh, good morning to you. Gary Harden, Gloria Lawrence, yes, permanent vacation. <laughs> Gloria is a brand new recipient of a retirement. So yes. uh, that is awesome. Mike Tucker, good morning to you, buddy. And man, we got a wallop of a crowd on this morning already. So guys, we're going to start off uh, with prayer requests. So if you have any prayer requests, make sure you send them up right here on the comment section. Or uh, you can go to hbwt.org, click connect, and click on I Need Prayer. And that is our very specific prayer wall where you can go on there. Uh, you can add your prayers, prayers for other people, or just go on there and see the prayers that people have put on. Uh, and you can pray for those people. You can do it with your name on there. You can leave it anonymous, uh, however you want to do it. I think it's an absolutely awesome tool that uh, our church does to where you can be prayed for or uh, be praying for other people. Uh, Heather Tabers, or Ta that's Justin's wife. Yes. Tabers or Tabers? That is Tabers. Uh, Heather, good morning to is you. Is it Cofer Cofer? That's a good point. Uh, Sandra's dad, cardio calf this morning. All right, so, so Sandra Maxwell. Uh, so... Sandra, let me write that down. Maxwell Cardio Calf. Okay, thank you for that, Gloria. Got that down. Uh, Jeanette, my brother, Jim and Tina. Yep. Okay. Jim and Tina. Thank you for that, Jeanette. Uh, Gloria wants my nephew, Dialysis, and Steve and Brenda Health. All right. Got that. And Steve and Brenda Brimmer. All right, help. Brimmer. All right, got those down. Keep them coming, guys. Uh, if you want to see things change in your life, health, and situations, make sure you are praying for it. Uh, make sure you're having others pray for you as well. Um, let's see if we're missing any more this morning. Uh, prayers going up that all is good, says Roxanne. Uh, Veda, good morning to you. 
Uh, and actually, uh, Jim Evans, he's, uh, I think he's on the road to recovery here lately. Got to pray for him last week, and he had a heart cath, which uh, turned out great. No blockage. Amen. Sent him home. Saw him at, uh, I heard he was at church this weekend, so that's awesome. Uh, Roxanne, my children, and my home situation. All right. Got that. Uh, please pray for me not feeling well. All right, Brother Gary, we'll pray for you. And thank you, Gary and Brad, for going out and seeing uh, Kathy McNamara. I believe that was uh, not yesterday, on Monday. So they went out and saw Kathy. Awesome. Uh, she wasn't feeling well. So Gary and, and Brother Brad went out there and prayed for her. So thank you for doing that. So uh, definitely keep Gary Harden covered in prayer this morning. All right, let's see here. Man, it is already toasty outside. Of course, it is summer. It's going to be a little warm today. <laughs> uh, Barbara Limbo, good morning to you. Good morning. Down there in West Plains. Uh, friends, uh, Chad Brantley and Michael Boggs. All right, Chad Brantley. Brantley. And Michael Boggs. All right. I actually got to talk to your son. I think it was either yesterday or... Uh, Maybe it was Monday I talked to John and told him hope he has a good day. So hopefully everything's going good down there in West Plains. Uh, I'm sure they're blessed to be down there with their family down there. He uh, just had a birthday, too. He did. What is he, like 64 now? <laughs> John Shake, uh, 46? Oh, yeah. he, he's a I can barely keep up with my own age. <laughs> well, you're 34, so. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Stephanie Fink, I bet you need prayer for uh, energy. And oh, yeah, Jess is wearing her VBS shirt this morning. Eat, so if you sleep, didn't know. VBS, repeat. If you didn't know, Stephanie is running our VBS this year. And her and uh, Trudy Lucky and Mark Rendell and Lynn Harris and I'm, uh, Gloria Lawrence. And I'm, I'm sure I'm missing more people because I wasn't up there yesterday. Uh, they are getting things ready. They are getting the church ready for BBS. They are doing a wonderful job. They're working super hard. And you guys, we're going to be talking about BBS more here in a minute, but uh, make sure you guys are at BBS. Uh, Barbara says, we are waiting for both of you to bring your family for a visit, which we will be yes. doing. Absolutely. And for he sure. is 48. 48. He, he acts like he's 28, though, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, Ben O'Brien, prayers for a friend in hospital. I'm not sure what happened, but needs prayers, okay? Mm. All right, friend in hospital. And we're going to pray for VBS as well. VBS, yep. all right. Uh, Stephanie says, yes, VBS for all the lives touched. Um, Mr. Rankin, obviously past dad, he says he still remembers when he used to go to VBS and all the VBS songs he sang when he was a kid. Uh, and actually, Pat showed me the church that they went to right there off Dorset. Um, I forget what it used to be called. It's called something else right now. But, you know, that, that's 80 years ago. He still remembers the VBS songs uh, that he used to sing. Uh, so, yes, VBS, for sure, without a doubt, uh, remains with these kids forever. I, I think all you guys, if you ever went to VBS, no matter how old you are, I'm sure you can remember a song or two. Uh, so that is uh, awesome. VBS is great. We'll talk more about that here in a minute. But if we don't have any more prayer requests right now, uh, Sandra, yep, we got uh, your dad down for a cardio cath this morning. And uh, yep, we're praying for Mr. Rankin this morning. So let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. 
and uh, lift all these up. So, Father God, when you see uh, this prayer request list, you see all the ones on the live stream, and Lord, all the ones that maybe we haven't mentioned, um, we just ask for your mighty hands be upon them, Lord. I know there's there's all kinds of people dealing with cancer right now, uh, so we're asking for healing with them. Mr. Rankin, Angela Madelone, uh, praying for Terry Donovan today, praying for Sandra Maxwell's dad for his cardio calf, praying for Jim and Tina, uh, praying for uh, dialysis for people that need that, praying for Steve and Brenda Grimmer, uh, praying for Roxanne's family and her home situation, lifting up Brother Gary Hard today, uh, Chad Brantley and Michael Boggs that are both dealing with cancer, Lord, pray for their healing, uh, pray for Stephanie Fink as she continues to work so hard with the BBS, and we lift up the whole BBS, the whole week, Lord, uh, that lives are changed, that salvations uh, are made to you, Christ. And, uh, Lord, we just pray for the whole staff uh, that's working so hard on that BBS. And um, pray for Veta and pray for Jim Evans. Pray for Veta's uh, friend in the hospital. And, uh, Lord, again, we just lift all these up to you, and we know that you've got your mighty healing hands upon them uh, as we speak. And uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get to a couple upcoming events, and obviously the big one is VBS and the VBS Vacation Bible School. I went to one VBS, and this is the honest to God's truth. I remember going to one VBS when I was young. My family didn't go to church. Uh, I didn't go to church, nothing like that. There was a kid on my baseball team. He invited me to VBS. And I'm trying to, I think his name was Dan. I think we were uh, probably 10, 11, 12 years old. And I got kicked out the first night of VBS. And I was not allowed back because uh, another uh, VBS kid was coming to sit down. And uh, from underneath the table, I kicked his chair out. And uh, I was never allowed back at that VBS ever again. And I never went back. Uh, but thank the Lord that God forgives and God redeems. And now I'm going on probably my 13th or 14th VBS at Have Bible. And we I love it. Yeah, they haven't kicked me out yet. Yeah, they haven't kicked me out yet. So there you go. So uh, that, unfortunately, that was my oldest VBS memory. I think I was in there for about 20 minutes before I got kicked out. But uh, so what is your favorite VBS memory? What is your favorite VBS song? Uh, do you remember any? I know mine is Romans yep. 16, 9. Is that it? Romans, yeah, 16, 16 yeah. 19. 19. Six, Romans 16, 19. Yeah. We're going to have Jess sing it for us? No. Nope. Okay. Mm -mm. Uh, Vicky says love BBS, and I know Vicky is doing uh, the dances oh, yeah. again this year. Are you doing the dances too? Uh, yeah, and, I'm sure uh, Is Keelan doing um, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, the dances are obviously one of the favorite most favorite things that the kids get to do, they get involved. Even, no, the adults, too. The well, adults, all the adults get involved. Yeah, I yeah. think the, the adults get involved I, more than the kids. The adults definitely get involved, probably sometimes more than the kids. Pastor Pat does his uh, rear end romp that he does. <laughs> the, 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 well, I don't even, oh, the caboose no. loose thing, I don't know. Um, Watch out. Yeah. Roxanne says, I am a Christian. Oh, I am yeah, a Christian, a mighty, mighty Christian. That's always a good, what is the, um, uh, the the the. That's I am a Christian. Is that do go through the yeah. belt of truth? Yep. Or, or, yeah. I okay. am a Christian. All right. I I can't. I, I don't know all the words. I just know the. I got my yeah. There it is. Okay. So, see, see, she knows them all. So 
Again, what are your favorite BBS songs? Because she is making me look bad, and she remembers them all, and I don't. So, with BBS, uh, I was just on our website. You can pre-register uh, your kid for uh, BBS. As simple as getting on your phone, going to hbwt.org, and then right there, the first couple things there says pre-registration for BBS. So make sure you get on to hpwt.org. You can pre-register. You don't have to. It's just an awesome tool uh, that kind of lets us know how many people are going to be coming. I know it's going to be absolutely jam-packed. Yes. Uh, but you can also register there uh, at Have Bible every day. It's from 6 to 9, yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, next week. And I believe the doors open at like either 5 or 5.30. Uh, double check on that uh, to where the kids get in there. We go in the gym. I'm sure we'll have nine square up. We play nine square. I mean, the kids are just running around having fun before BBS even starts. Yep. Uh, so it is just an amazing, amazing time. If you've got kids, if you've got grandkids, if you've got kids in the neighborhood, if you've got nieces and nephews or whatever it may be, make sure you get them to BBS. Our BBS is going to be absolutely awesome. Yep. It's called Stellar, so yep. it's all about uh, following Christ, and it's going to be kind of a outer space kind of theme. And again, Stephanie Fink and her team have been decorating uh, all this week. They're going to be there uh, all this week decorating from yes. like 9 a.m. I'm to, pretty sure they're they're on their way there today. Probably. So, and then I think they go until like 8 o'clock tonight. Oh, tonight. So, and then uh, Friday, I believe there's more decorated. It's on our Facebook page. Okay. And then Sunday after church, it's all hands on deck. Yep. So uh, always, always, Thanks every year, that. it's a tradition. Every Sunday, uh, the Sunday before BBS starts, everybody comes back to Westport after church yep. and everybody pitches in and puts the final touches on uh, the decorating, the setup for BBS. All the rooms are usually decorated. The hallways are decorated. The sanctuary is decorated. Uh, so it's awesome. <clears throat> so if you're not able to help out this week because you got work or whatever it is, uh, tonight you're going until, I, I believe, 8 o'clock. And then Sunday, if, you're, if you haven't been able to help all week, this Sunday, everybody hands on deck, all hands on deck, and we'll be finishing uh, up uh, Sunday. Thanks, Stephanie. So there you go. Stephanie says, today and Thursday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday... Four okay. to eight, and Sunday all day. Come when you can. Awesome. Yes. Thank Perfect. you so much for that, Stephanie. And sorry, um, keeping all those dates. It is. Times. It is. What year is it? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. So BBS again. Uh, if you need more information, go to our website. Call up to the uh, church to get the exact times. I know it's six to nine for sure, but as far as signups, it's either like five or five thirty. Uh, when the doors open for that. So, BBS going to be great. Make sure you're there yep. Monday through Friday. Um, the next big one after that is the Ride for Rocky. And I want to say this is the 23rd or 22nd? 4th? 23rd. 23rd. It's always the year that we're in. All right, so 23rd Ride for Rocky. Uh, this year it is Saturday, August 19th. Um, obviously, this is the 23rd year. Uh, Pastor Pat and Miss Vicki um, doing this ride to raise money uh, for the Benevolence Fund at church. Half the money goes to the Benevolence Fund at church, and the other half goes to our Cardinal Glennon Hospital, yeah. where, where Rocky was um, taken care of and, and given, just not Rocky, but the whole family given 
uh, such great care. So uh, Pat and Vicki have given back to that hospital for the last 23 years, and I think it's over $600,000, uh, maybe even, even more. I think 600000 was last year, maybe. So, uh, again, Rock for Rocky, great. Uh, if you've got donations, uh, we have um, already donations coming in. I've got a cool, nice compound bow that's already been donated. Yep. Uh, Nikki Eaton gave me a nice big basket okay. to, that she's donating. So, uh, if you got donations, make sure uh, you, uh, I guess, bring them up to church. Okay, so, uh, and if you've got questions, contact the office and we'll let you know uh, more information. Christina Schumacher says, can I bring Sage with me today if I want to help? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yep, bring him on up. The more hands, the better. Bring him on up, and he can help decorate. I'll toss him up on the ceiling or something. You know, he can do the ceiling or whatever he wants to do. No. Yes, there is something for everybody to do. Uh, bring him on up. Uh, and then the last one I kind of saw on there that is it within the next month or so is the ladies retreat. Uh, I will not be going on the ladies retreat because I'm not a lady. Um, so it is August 25th through the 27th. Um, and just, I have no idea what you do on the ladies retreat. What do you do on the ladies retreat? What are they about? What are they for? Well, I mean, we prepared a little bit more than the men's retreat. No. So we have a nice spread of food. Uh, we do games. Uh, Jeannie Lover always comes up with something funny to do. Um, and we do devotionals. It's just a great time. It's a great time to just be able to relax with all the ladies in the church and understand that we're all in the same walks of life no matter where we are. So. All right. And uh, no, the guys are usually very prepared because we don't ever need anything like the ladies need. The ladies need pampering and the ladies No, the need ladies meat. need a nice meal just because we like uh, to have. We oh, have hey, a you nice guys have meal. Meat. <laughs> Does it get any nicer than meat? Can, can I get a comment? Does it get any nicer than meat? Well, I mean, I've always been told vegetables are really good for you. <laughs> yeah, if you're a rabbit. All right. Uh, Veta says, be there after this is over. Thank you so much, Veta. Mike Tucker says, oh, we have food. And we, oh, have, oh, have, we food. have food. We have steaks that are this thick and that big. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Like that. That's all you need. So. Um, and yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a guys retreat probably in September, October time. Uh, when it cools off a little, we do our bow shoots. Do you guys do a bow shoot? Okay, ours is better. Uh, do you guys have a bunch of steaks and meat? Ours is better. Do you guys do? We have a bunch of meat. Yeah. I don't know what kind. I don't know what kind we'll have, but we have plenty of food. Do you guys shoot clay birds? Ours is better. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ladies, help me out. <laughs> Uh, Mike Tucker says, could just eat steak all weekend, which we kind of do. Steaks and chips. Steak and chips. That's but all we this eat. This is why you guys are just different. Yeah, okay. And uh, Caitlin, Caitlin says, what's up? Kofers and Gary says, the best ribeyes ever. And yeah, actually, I get the ribeyes right there in town at Hicks. They give us a great deal. And um, If Pastor yeah, Jay so was on, I would be asking for marital, marital counseling. counseling. Yeah. <laughs> Not only do we give marital counseling... <laughs> We need marital counseling, so if you know anybody out there, let us know. All right. So, um, so what's next? So, ladies retreat. We talked about that. Um, it is all about Freedom Month uh, this month. Obviously, not just the Fourth of July and our physical freedom. Uh, we are free in Christ, and obviously, Pastor Pat's been talking about that the past two weekends. I've been talking about that out at Moscow the last two weekends. 
Uh, Veta says, y'all are cracking me up. That's what That's we do. We <laughs> Again, marital counseling, please let us know if you have any. Okay. Um, but freedom in Christ, obviously, uh, Galatians 5 is all about freedom in Christ. But what we're going to kind of cover today is kind of what I covered back at Moscow Mills. And um, obviously, we have our physical freedom. But more importantly is the spiritual freedom. I talked to, uh, we have a Bible study. Uh, let me plug our Bible study tonight. Wednesday nights, we have our WOW, uh, the Word on Wednesday Bible study. Tonight at our Moscow Mills location, uh, 6 p.m., we are continuing our Revelation Bible study, and we are uh, in chapter 2, and we're talking about the second church, uh, the church in Smyrna, and we'll be talking about that. Don't be, don't say, well, I haven't been yet. I've already missed too many. Or I won't know where you're at. Come on in. Come to the Bible study tonight. I think we've been averaging like 15 to 20 people every night, uh, every Bible study night. So Moscow Mills, if you're looking for a Bible study tonight, tonight, 6 p.m., uh, you don't want to miss it. Study the book of Revelation. Uh, Karen Lyon is on. Good morning Good to morning. you. And actually, it was her and Bob that donated that uh, that compound bowl uh, for the ride for Rocky. So awesome. thank you for Karen and your wonderful husband for donating that. So, um Back to the scripture. If you're going to be following along with us, we're talking about spiritual freedom today. And if you are in, and, and you may ask, well, um, if I'm born again in Christ, can I still be a slave to sin? Without a doubt. Yes, without a doubt. Because if, if you're a slave to sin, that means that even though you know what you're supposed to do, you keep on doing things you, you used to. And you say, well, is that biblical? Is it biblical that if you're still a believer in Christ, that you can still be in bondage to your sin? That's what a slave is, that is in bondage and in shackles. And um, I can say, well, if you read Romans 7, the Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, he talks about that uh, even though I know what I'm supposed to do, I find the thing that I don't want to do the thing that I'm doing. So uh, chapter 7 in Romans, and that's not where we're going to be, but I'm going to do a little study on it real quick. If you're struggling with sin or if you're struggling with not being able to put things in the past that you know Christ wants you to put in the past, and, and you're letting the enemy speak into your life and, and remind you of how you used to be, or you haven't changed at all, or you, you're, you know, you're not a true Christian, or you're never going to get any better. Here's what I want you to do first. First, you need to say the name of Jesus and get the enemy behind you. Get him out of whatever area, room, house, wherever you're at. You need to get him, get him behind you. Right. All right? That's what the, uh, James says. All right? Wherever the, uh, the name of Jesus is, the devil must flee. That's, that's in James. Then I want you to go to Romans chapter 7, the second part of Romans chapter 7. And actually, I'll tell you exactly where in Romans 7 real quick. Uh, go to Romans 7. We're not, I'm not, we're not going to read that right now, but I want you to go to Romans 7, uh, verse 7. That's where I want you to start. And that's the Apostle Paul explaining that even though I'm born again, even though I follow Christ, I find, I find the old sin nature dwelling up with inside of me. Okay? It's not that you're a horrible person. It's not that you're not born again. What it is is Paul calls it the old sin, uh, sin nature. Sorry, let me get a drink real quick. Talk about sin real quick. <laughs> Talk about sin. I mean, sin can be anything. Yes, it can. All right, I'm God back. sees all sin as the same. That's right. So, he says, it's the old sin nature 
that dwells up inside of you. So does that old sin nature go away when you're born again? No. What goes away is Christ no longer, or God no longer sees that sin nature. He sees the Son, Jesus. So he sees Jesus. He doesn't see the old wretched Aaron anymore. But does that mean that the, but that the human nature, the sin nature that is naturally in us as humans is not still in us? No, it's, it's still there. That's why the, the Bible's very clear on the more that you put in your heart, that's what comes out of your mouth. And that's why if, you, if you're not reading your Bible very much and not praying very much and you're listening to the world, it, you can be born again. You can be a believer in Christ, but maybe you've had a, a bad week and you haven't been reading your Bible and you haven't been praying and you know uh, the job's been down, people have been on your nerves. That can come out of your mouth. All that thinking and all that stuff, it gets pressed down and down and down. And eventually it's going to come out. And that's what Paul says. He says, it's that sin nature that lives inside of me. That doesn't mean you're not born again. What that means is you're still human and you're still susceptible to the enemy playing tricks on your mind. That's what temptation is. So don't get discouraged today. Read, if you're having a bad week or if, you're, if you can't figure out or, uh, why, this, why you keep having temptations that you used to have or that you just can't put away that one issue in your life, and you're letting the enemy beat you up, saying, look at you, you haven't changed, you're no different. Read Romans 7, starting in chapter 7, and the Apostle Paul goes through the same thing, and he explains the same thing that you're probably thinking. I know what I should do, but I'm not doing it. I know the thing Christ wants me to do, but I find myself following my flesh. I know what I should do, but yet I, I, I'm following everything else that people want me to do. I'm doing things that I want to do instead of things that I need to do to follow Christ. All right? So, uh, then, but Paul <clears throat> ends in chapter 7, but thanks be to Jesus who saved our soul. All right? So, the, the moral of this story is, is that sin nature, the more Christ you put in, the more Christ is going to come out. Right. But if you're allowing the enemy to uh, oppress, he can't possess you anymore because you're a child of Christ. He can oppress you, meaning he can put thoughts in your mind. He can put... Uh, the, he can bring the past back up in your head. And that's what, like, Jesus is very, very, um, very clear on you need to put the past behind you and focus on the future. Uh, let's see what people, uh, the desire to sin goes away. Conviction comes when you do. Absolutely. So that, that desire, it's sanctification. So maybe when I used to say a certain word, it wouldn't bother me. But now when I say it, uh, the Holy Spirit convicts me that, hey, man, you shouldn't be saying that. Because A, I can hear it, and B, maybe somebody that 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 is looking up to you can hear it. Right. So it's that that desire, that temptation. And James chapter one says, "It is not of God; it is uh, sin is of your own desire." And when sin is fully birthed, it brings forth death. All right. So again, you can look at Romans seven. You can work, look in James uh, towards the end of James chapter one. It all talks about where sin comes from. And uh, it's that sin nature that is welling up inside of you. But, like Garrett, Brother Gary said, the more of God and the more of the Holy Spirit you're allowing in your life, the more you're suppressing that sin nature, the more you put it down, eventually, the, through the sanctification process, there's hardly any down, uh, down there. So no matter what issue or situation comes up, all, all the only thing that comes out is Jesus. The only thing that comes out is Scripture. The only thing that comes out is love. And that's when people can look at other people like Gary. Like, Gary, man, how are you so calm? Or how are you 
still have love or how do you still have joy in your heart in a situation like this? He can say, because I pushed all those other feelings, all that sin nature, all those negative thoughts so down to where they're not even allowed to come out anymore because I'm living for Christ. Um, and Gary says, press on the let's see, press on the mark of the high calling, Philippians 3, 12. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, that's right, Gary. Thank you so much for that. So, um, man, I, I didn't even expect to get into that. We're, we're talking about uh, freedom. But so, anyway, Romans 7, James chapter 1. Uh, and But the, the moral of the story is, is Jesus Christ can suppress all that. Right. But you have to allow the Holy Spirit to to move in you, to work in you. That's why John 3.30 says, I must decrease so he can increase. Right. If you want God to move more in your life, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to move in less of Aaron and more of, of, of Christ. Right. All right. Uh, Carrie Lutz, good morning to you. All right. So, again, Acts 16 is where we're going to be at today. Uh, obviously, God said, man, you need to talk about James real quick and, and Romans 7 because somebody needs to hear that. And Veda says, this is uh, so hitting me in my heart. Amen. So Amen. It, hits, it hits with us before it goes out to you guys. God, we're just God's mouthpieces. He speaks to us. And then it's our job to go out there and share with others. So Veda, same thing. If you're, um, God is speaking to you through this message, take it, apply it to your life, and then share it with, with somebody else that may be going through the same thing. Don't take God's message and hold it like this just for yourself. Let it go and, and preach to other people as well. That's that's what our calling as Christians are, to go out there and share the gospel, share the good news. So uh, thank you better for, for that. So all right, let's get into Acts 16. Again, we're talking about spiritual freedom, all right, spiritual freedom. Not, not the physical freedom that we have because we live in the greatest uh, country in the world, the United States of America. And thank you for, to the men and women that serve today and obviously the men and women that have paid the ultimate sacrifice that we may still be free today. Amen. Uh, and then, uh, so Paul asked a question real quick, and we're going to answer that. Uh, but we're going to talk about spiritual freedom. Uh, that's and spiritual freedom is is um, uh, not being a, being able to break the bondage of sin when it comes to addiction to drugs, addiction to alcohol, addiction to pornography, addiction to fear, to anxiety, to depression. God does not want you to be anxious. He does not want you to be fearful. He does not want you to be depressed. And guess what? There's scripture on all those. Go to Philippians chapter 4, 4, 6 through 9. If, you, if you're having any mental issues today, I'm fearful, I'm anxious, I'm depressed. Go to Philippians chapter 4, 4 through 6, or 6 through 9 right now. And that's just one. That's just one great scripture you can read. But there's, there's scriptures throughout the whole Bible that talks about God has not given us a spirit of fear, but the spirit of a sound mind. The joy of the Lord of our, is our strength. Man, we're, we're not even getting into the main message yet, and we got a message. So Paul says, what if a believer is addicted to, to drugs? So let me answer that. So number one, uh, the issue in that believer's life is not drugs. I, I'm saying, I'm going to tell you that right now. There is a deeper issue behind the drug use that is driving this believer to, to think that they need to take drugs to push down whatever they're they're dealing with okay right. so they're 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 dealing with probably depression anxiety uh maybe fear uh whatever it may be it's a mental deal that and i'm not going to call it a mental mental illness what i'm going to call it is they're it's mentally something is going on where they're allowing if they're a believer their, their heart belongs to christ their soul their spirit belongs to christ but their mind their mind can get uh, twisted in a different direction, and the enemy can can um, 
can put different thoughts in a believer's mind. That's why the Bible is very clear. Uh, take every thought captive. So before you think about that anymore, before you speak on it, before you act on it, you need to take that thought captive and say, all right, is this thought from the Lord? Does this thought encourage me? Does it build me up? Does it give all glory to God? No? Then you need to take that thought and get rid of it because it is not of God. Right. A lot of people say, how do I know it's God speaking to me? Oh, easy. Easy. <laughs> take that thought, that thing that you're hearing, Okay, does it glorify God? Does it build me up? Does it encourage me? Does it encourage somebody else? Does it build somebody else up? Yes, and that is from God. Okay, does it not glorify God? Does it build, does it uh, break, much stop right yeah, there. does it break somebody down? Does it, um, does it hurt somebody's feelings? Um, does it make you look at the worst in somebody? Then that's not of God. Right. But, uh, again, Paul, what if a believer is addicted to drugs? First of all, uh, that believer needs to figure out, know that it's not a drug issue. It's an issue that's leading them to take drugs. So uh, you can say, well, how do I quit? It's hard for me to quit. It's, it's, I understand. I've, um, I haven't really been addicted to drugs or anything like that. Uh, obviously, I drink a lot of alcohol. But when I accepted Christ, it all stopped immediately. Because I completely surrendered uh, my hate, my anger, the alcohol, Everything that, that was keeping me from following Christ, um, I laid down at the altar, and I, and I kept it there. Um, and, and Paul says right here, uh, I lost a friend yesterday, and it may have been drug-related. Paul, I'm so sorry for your loss, brother. Well, uh, let's uh, Vicky says, one has to want to please God more than himself. Absolutely. That's one of my biggest things I like to say is, is pride is the root of all sin. Pride is where you put yourself before anyone else, including, and number one, God. Pride is what uh, kicked the enemy out of heaven into hell. Pride is what took uh, one-third of the de uh, angels to turn into demons. Yep. Uh, pride is what people do um, when they want to do what they want to do, and they don't care who it affects, who it hurts, or, or how it affects their lives. That's what pride does. Pride says, I know what I should do. But I really just want to do something that makes me feel good, and I'll worry about the consequences later. Okay? So when you sin, you're saying, as a believer now, when you sin, you're saying, God, as, as a sin of commission, all right, something you're about to commit, whether it's a curse word or you're stealing or uh, you're, you're, you're talking to somebody you shouldn't to or you're, you're doing something you shouldn't, you're saying, God, I know what you want me to do, but I'm going to do what I want to do instead. Yeah. That's what sin is. That's what pride is. You're putting what you want to do ahead of what God wants you to do. Right. All right. And then there's also sin of omission. You're omitting. You're leaving out. That means God tells you to do something, and you say, God, you know what? I know what you want me to do, but I really don't want to do that. Like when the Holy Spirit says you need to go pray for that person. Yeah, but I don't really know them well, so I don't want to do it. If you don't, that that's a sin. That's a sin of omission. God told you to do something. Right. And you're, you're omitting it. You're leaving out. You're acting like it never happened. And you go on and you do something else. So there's sins of commission and sins of omission. And um, they all root of, like Vicky said, you're choosing what you want to do over, over what God wants you to do or not do. Okay. Right. Uh, so Paul, hopefully that helped. Uh, it says, I'm concerned for his soul. So here's the thing, Paul, and you know this as good as I do, uh, and I don't know if this brother has passed away or not, but if, if he has passed away, it, his, it, unfortunately, his, his soul, his, it's already been made up. He's even 
in glory with God or he's down there. I don't, I don't know. I was but never, only God knows. That's right. Only God knows. Only God knows uh, if that maybe um, it is in a quiet time or right before he took his last breath or, or something, he accepted Christ. You know, we don't know that. We pray that he does. Uh, he did know Jesus is Lord and Savior. We pray that he is in heaven. But here, here's, here's the moral of the story is later's too late. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior uh, for whatever reason, because you don't want to give up X, Y, Z, and, and you know if you accept Christ, you're going to have to give up X, Y, Z. No, no, no. When you accept Christ, you get to give that stuff up. You get freedom from the drugs, the alcohol, the depression, the anxiety, uh, whatever it is. When you accept Christ, you get freedom. You get spiritual freedom from the stuff that used to hold you in bondage. So, Paul, hopefully that helped, brother. Again, we pray that that brother or sister that you're talking about uh, knew Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, and sometimes it, the enemy is very tricky. The enemy is very crafty. Go all the way back to Genesis 3 where he doesn't, he doesn't completely um, omit Scripture. He takes Scripture because the enemy knows Scripture backward and forward. He takes Scripture and he switches a couple words. Yes. We just watched a movie the other day where this demon... Was, was was reciting scripture to this man, but it wasn't true scripture because he twisted a couple words to make it fit what the demon wanted him to hear. Yes. So the devil is very crafty and he is committed to getting, if he can't have your soul, he wants your mind. Yep. If he, can, if he can't have your soul, listen to me, church, he wants your mind. He knows that when you die that you're going to be going to glory in heaven, but he wants to try and make your life here on earth as miserable as he can because he's ticked off that Jesus Christ re revealed the truth and the life to you and that you've accepted his son, uh, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior. So now the enemy is going to try and make your life a living hell here on earth. Yep. He, he, he wants you to be miserable here on earth. Just because you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior doesn't mean he's going to quit messing with you. And, and, and if anything, he's going to try and mess with your head more than ever. Oh, wait, you, you think you're born again? You haven't changed. Look at the stuff you're still doing. Look, you're, you can't get born again. Look how bad you used to be. Look at who you hurt. Look how bad a person used to be. No, no, no. You tell the enemy to go back to hell where he belongs. He's just spitting nothing but lies, and he's twisting the truth of the Lord to make it fit what he wants, and that's for you to fail. Right. Hmm. Tina says, uh, what if they accepted, was baptized, but still used the drugs? How can this person be forgiveness over and over? So that is a great, great question, Tina. What if he's accepted, was baptized, still uses drugs? So unfortunately, uh, so when, when that person is born again, if he has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he is now grafted into the new Jerusalem, the new Israel. When he dies, whenever he dies, he or she dies, and he or she takes her last breath, boom, they immediately take their next breath in heaven. That is not for me to decide. That is between... Uh, that is between God and that individual. Yep. Now, why a person will still use drugs or still curse or still steal or still cheat on their spouse or still cheat at work or still do whatever. Here's the first thing that everybody needs to understand. All sin is the same in God's eyes. And here's the way I used to put it to my youth. Imagine you're on a plane. And you're looking down on the world, and you see all these buildings. Let's say you're looking down on the city of New York. Buildings everywhere. There's short ones, there's tall ones, there's fat ones, there's skinny ones, there's skyscrapers. But and when you're standing down here 
uh, and you're standing in, let's say, Times Square, New York, and you're looking at all the buildings, man, that one's really tall. That one's really short. That one's, man, look at that one. Look at that one. But when you get on an airplane, listen to me, church, when you get on an airplane, they all look the same. It all looks level. And that's how God looks on sin. All sin is the same. One sin is not worse than the other. Sin is a sin is a sin. So when God looks at sin, that's what he sees is sin. He doesn't see, right. oh man, she's doing this, but he's only doing this. So that's worse. Than he, she's worse than he is. No, no, no. All sin is equal in God's eyes. And all sin needs to be uh, uh, atoned for. And there needs to be a, uh, a washing of that sin. Not just a covering of sin, a complete washing of that sin. And that comes through the, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ. And um, let me see what, let me read well, here. It's also a sanctification process. Everybody yes, like said, yes. go through these things at a different pace. Correct. His was instantaneous, whereas, you know, mine may have taken a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's, there's always things that people have, some people have a harder time mm -hmm. giving things up. Whereas I watched my husband go through everything that he's gone mm -hmm. through. And literally, when he went over and he made that decision for Christ, it was like everything changed. All of a sudden, it was like our whole world just flipped in the best way possible, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. it's like, but it doesn't happen that way for everybody. Right. So, right. you know, they know, and it's between them and God. It's not for, for any of us to decide. You right. know, we just have to trust that God's still working on them and that eventually they'll give that up. On their own, but they have to be the ones willing to do it. Right, right. We've it, seen it happen. Um, and, and you guys are right. You and my wife, or Gary and my wife, uh, the sanctification process. Vicky says, when you sin, you should be remorseful and ask for forgiveness from God and not just continue to do it without care. Again, so Pastor Pat calls it fire insurance. So uh, back to the, the issue at hand. How come they still do drugs um, even though they're born again and they know they shouldn't? Because, again, number one, they're being selfish. They're putting what they want above what God wants. How can I change that? You get into the Word more. You, you right. pray more. You allow the Holy Spirit to, uh, to work in your life more. Let me read this. Tina says, a ruined marriage. Drugs were more important. I pray for him all the time. And, and Tina, absolutely. Unfortunately, drugs, or, or just put any issue here, that can separate, most importantly, that can separate you from the Lord. But not only that, but it can destroy marriages. You can destroy relationships, families, jobs, careers, Everything. whatever it is. And and why do we? Why do people still do drugs even though they're born again? They know what should, they should do because unfortunately they have not completely submitted to God's will. You hear that word? Submit. Submit to means to give up all authority and to come under somebody else. And that only person, the only person. Listen to me, church. That you should be submitting to. The only thing, the, the only one true deity you should be submitting to is God Almighty. Amen. That's it. Do not submit to the government. Do not submit to people, to man. Do not submit to, to your addictions. Do not submit to uh, your feelings. Do not submit to sin. The only thing, the only person you should submit to is God Almighty. And sometimes submission is the hardest part of sanctification. Because it said, God, I want you to take this, take this, take this. I'm going to lay all this down at your feet, God. But I want to hang on to this because I'm not done with it yet. Right. And that's where, unfortunately, the selfish attitude um, comes in to where, God, I want you to take all this, but I'm not done with this yet. And my wife hit the nail on the head. I know many people at our church 
who had been who had been and have been born again for many years and they still struggle with the same thing and one gentleman in particular he finally beat this addiction a couple of years ago but he I, I spoke to him many times um deacons have spoke to him pastor pat had spoken to him and i finally asked him one day i said i said brother i said what made you finally uh beat this addiction he says because i finally wanted to stop Amen. He said, you could talk to me, and Pastor Pat, and everybody else could talk to me. Yep. And I acted like I was listening, and I said what you guys wanted me to say, or what you guys wanted to hear, like I was going to stop this. But I knew deep down inside, I still wanted to do it. Right. He said, I was being selfish, and I was being prideful. I wanted the drugs more than I wanted everything else. Right. And then finally, when I allowed Christ to work in me, and I completely submitted that addiction, that urge, that's when I finally beat that addiction. Yep. When I allowed, I allowed Christ to take that from me because I fully gave it up to him. Right. So unfortunately, the people that are still dealing with whatever issue they're dealing with, they're born again, but they still deal with X, Y, Z. It's because they do not want to give it up. They enjoy having it yep. or they're used to having it. And they don't want to submit that, that issue and lay it down at God's feet because they think they may need it later. Right. It's their security it's their, blanket. Their, it's their, their blanket, their security blanket. Well, this makes me feel good. I like to be angry in traffic. Or I like to, whenever I, uh, I like to have a cigarette when I'm nervous. Or I like to have a drink of whiskey when, when things aren't going right. No, no, no. That means you're leaning on things that are going to let you down. Right. How long are you going to lean on those dang things that have always let you down? All they want, all they leave you is wanting more, 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 more. You have a drink, you want another drink. You have a cigarette, you have another cigarette. You have a, uh, um, you do drugs, you want to do more drugs. The Bible says when you drink of the well of Christ, you're going to go thirsty no more. Right. The only thing that suffice for your sinful attitude and your sinful nature is the blood of Jesus. So hopefully that that helps you guys out. Um, if somebody's still battling with an addiction or whatever they're battling with, and you and you're getting frustrated because because they won't give it up. That's exactly what's going on is they're choosing themselves over Christ at that particular moment. Yep. All right. So hopefully, hopefully that helps. Um, Christina says, yep, addiction is hard and whoever's addicted is definitely selfish. And, and guys, I would love to sugarcoat it. And, and, and I know selfish can be a hard word for some people to hear, but that's exactly what's going on. When you're not giving up that addiction or whatever it is, you're choosing yourself above God. You're choosing yourself above your spouse. You're choosing yourself above your kids. You're choosing yourself above your work. You're choosing yourself above all your relationships. That's what's happening. You're choosing what you want before God and everybody else wants. And I'm telling you right now, brother and sister, whoever's um, dealing with that addiction or that anger or that hate or whatever it may be, the alcoholism, you're, you're hurting everybody around you. You're hurting yourself, but more importantly, you're hurting everybody else around you. Right. People are there to help you. God is there to take it from you, but yep. you have to give it up. Yep. You have to give it up. So let today be the day that you give that addiction up or that, that sin up that you haven't want to give up. Whatever that sin may be, whether it's pornography or cursing or hate or anger or depression or anxiety, alcoholism, drugs, whatever it is that you just couldn't give up. Today is the day. You, God, give me a sign that I should give it up. Here's your sign. Jesus, Jesus Christ came so that you may be free from that stuff. That's your sign. Jesus Christ died on the cross 
for you. That's your sign. Jesus Christ rose again three, day, three days later. That's your sign. He left the Holy Spirit. That's your sign. I, I'm tired of people saying, God, give me a sign. And he says, was my son Jesus Christ not enough for you? Was the sign that I sent the one true son of God, was that not good enough for you? Quit waiting for a sign. That's just an excuse for you to keep on doing what you're doing. Quit waiting for a sign. The sign has already been here and done his job. His name is Jesus the Christ. Amen. Mm. All right. It's sad when they try to pull others into the world because of their loneliness. Amen. Misery loves company. Uh, Nikki Crabtree, this is why our family continues to reach the hand of hope out and to listen and talk to them. They know they aren't alone. Amen. Amen. Uh, pray, praise God for that. Preach that, Nikki. That is a great, great yep. um, comment right there. And Roxanne says, preach it. So, um, man, we haven't even got into Acts yet. So, talk, so this will fit in. We're going to get into Acts right now. And I thank you for the questions. Uh, obviously, God is, is guiding this discussion. So we, we go where, we, where God wants it to go. Yep. And we allow the Holy Spirit to work. So, because this lines right up with bondage, we're going to read Acts real quick. And I'm going to hit the high points. And it's going to talk about how, uh, how Paul and Silas, even though in prison... And they were physically bondage. They were physically slaves. Mentally and spiritually, they were free. All right? So here we go. So the way that Paul and Silas went up in prison is because they cast uh, a demon out of a young lady uh, earlier in Acts 16. The magistrates, the people, they said, oh, look at this. They're, they're wizards. They should be thrown in jail. So they throw them in jail. So that's where we pick the story up. Philippians 16, verse 25 is where we're at. Uh, about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Point number one, you need to praise God in the storm. Praise God in the storm, because he is still there in the storm with you. He just wants to know, are you going to stay focused on me through the storm? Are you going to focus on my word through the storm? Are you going to doubt me in the storm? Are you going to run away from me in the storm? Are you going to stop reading your my word in the storm? You're going to have, you have two choices in every situation, every thought, every word you say. You have two choices. I can follow what God wants me to do, what the Holy Spirit wants me to do, or I can follow what my flesh wants me to do. You have two choices. That's what free will is. Two choices. Am I going to praise God in the storm? Am I going to know he's going to get me through this like he's got me through every other circumstance in my life? Church, it's not coincidence that you are still here today. It's not coincidence that you're on Overcomer Hour this morning. God brought you here. You had a choice to whether watch TV or watch Overcomer Hour. Here you are watching Overcomer Hour, and it's for a purpose. So God wants to know, are you going to praise me in the storm? When you're shackled, are you going to praise me? When you're beaten down, are you going to praise me? When everything's not going right in your life, are you going to praise me? Gary says, there is hope in Jesus. My oldest son got cleaned and healed up after 18 years of struggle and addiction. Amen. And I believe uh, Brother Gary's son is now uh, the head of a, of a recovery house or something like that. Um, so praise God for that. And that also, without a doubt, I know Gary never stopped praising God in that storm. He knew that the, that the bondage of, of addiction was going to be broken from his son because he kept praying for it. He praised God in the storm. He never, he never said, God, why? Or, God, you're never going to be able to. Or, God, why don't you? He said, God, I trust you. God, I trust you with my son. 
God, I trust you with my son and his addiction. I believe, God, that you're going to heal my son of his addiction. Amen. And here you go. And now I believe the son is even going further and helping other people with their addictions. Amen. So praise God. Uh, so, and then the prisoners were listening. Just like you guys are out there listening today, somebody is always watching and listening to Christians. Always. Because A, either A, they want to see them um, fail and call them hypocrites, or B, they see that you have so much joy in your life, they want to know how you can be so joyful in every circumstance. Because it's not based on happiness. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It doesn't matter if it's rainy or sunny. It doesn't matter if I'm rich or poor. It doesn't matter if, if um, the, the sky is falling down or not. I'm going to be joyful because I know whatever happens, what can man do to me? Right. Because I know when I take my last breath or whatever it is, my next breath is going to be in glory. Amen. Carrie says, my daughter pulled herself out of out as well. After 11 years, she is rocking it. Praise God. That's Amen. awesome, Carrie, for your daughter. Um, amen is also that that's awesome that is that is amazing to see and that is hopefully that's there's other people on this broadcast this morning they're saying you know what they did it i can do it too amen. if you allow christ to work in your life and you pray and you pray and you pray and if you're a mommy or daddy out there or grandma or grandpa or just a friend that has been praying for that addict or praying for that alcoholic or praying for that person that just can't beat that sin in their life don't stop Praying, right. pray, pray, pray. On our script, on our uh, thing, our uh, prayer wall, it says, uh, I believe it's First Thessalonians five eighteen. I, I don't quote me. First Thessalonians says, pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying for that individual because I got news for you. Somebody didn't stop praying for you. Amen. Somebody prayed for you and prayed and prayed and prayed and believed you were going to beat whatever you were struggling with. And praise God, you're here this morning because you're an overcomer. Amen. Amen. Here we go. you got to stop talking so we can get through this. Sorry. And suddenly there's a great earthquake so that the foundations of prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Notice that the earthquake didn't come and then they started praising God. No, no, no. They were praising God so God sent a miracle. Do you hear me, church? Stop waiting for a miracle to praise God. Praise God so you can get a miracle in your life. They were praising the Lord. The Lord heard it. He said, man, I love that faith. And he unshackled them. They said, he said such a great earthquake that not only the bondage was off of Paul and Silas, but every single prisoner inside of that prison. Stop waiting for a miracle so you can praise God. Start praising God so he can send a miracle. Amen? All right. Everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul, but in a sentence, and I know we're running over, we're just going to keep going for a little while. But in a sentence means forget everything that was before this but, amen, and focus on what I'm about to say. So here's the but God. Everything before, don't worry about that, because now God is in your life. So here's Paul now. It says, the jailer withdrew his sword, and he was about to kill himself, but Paul. And you can insert, but God in there, because Paul is following God. Amen. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, 
Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. Remember, we were talking about being selfish. This is what being selfish comes from the flesh. Being um, humble and non-selfish comes from the Lord. Because here's the thing. Paul and all the prisoners' shackles, they're unfastened. They're unbonded. They are no longer bonded to that prison. And they can run and they can go out and they can get out of that prison and, and run for it. But instead, they stayed because they knew that God had them for a reason. They took their pride, they put it aside, and they said, no, no, no. There's something more important here than our physical freedom. Somebody in this, in this jail, somebody in this house, somebody in this church, somebody in this job, somebody in this community needs to hear about Jesus the Christ. Right. So they stayed exactly where they were because they knew God had a bigger plan than them just running out of the dang prison. And let's find out what that prison was, or that, that, that purpose was. Do not harm yourself, for we all here. And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Cyrus, Silas, and then he brought them out and said, Here we go. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Hmm. Gary Harden, how can I get joy in my heart like you got it? Ben, how can I get peace in my life like you got it? Vicki, how can I get freedom in my life like you got it? Carrie, how, how can I preach to my daughter? And what can I tell my daughter to, to help her with her addiction? How, how did you help her through that? And the answer is very simple. The love and the blood of Jesus Christ. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He says, how? I don't care about the physical freedom. How do I get spiritually free? Amen. I want to know how I get these shackles off of my hands because I'm tired of living in this sin. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Period. Period. Mm -hmm. Don't believe and be baptized. You should be baptized because it's something that Christ himself set the example. But right. baptism plays no part in salvation. That is a work. That is something you do on your own. Yep. That is not necessary for salvation. That's a whole other message. But just know it says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you, must, and you will be saved. Period. If you want the addiction to go, believe in the Lord Jesus. If you want the anger to go, believe in the Lord Jesus. If you want the mental illness to go, believe in the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And then he says, you will be saved, you and your household. Because Paul knew if daddy gets saved, he's going to go home and he's going to tell mommy about it. He's going to tell junior about it. He's going to tell sissy about it. And now not only is daddy going to be saved, now the whole family is going to be saved. If daddy gets saved, he's going to go shout about it, and he's going to make sure mommy knows about the Lord. He's going to know, uh, he's going to know sissy and brother know about the Lord. He's going to tell his neighbors about the Lord. Yep. He's not going to keep it to himself, right? I'm saved. That's good. I'm good. No, no, no. He's going to have so much love and zeal for the Lord in his heart, he's going to go and share it with everybody he can. And that's what we're to do as, as uh, believers in Christ is share the gospel. How did you, how did you hear about Jesus Christ? Uh, somebody shared it with you. That's how you found out. So don't be stingy. Don't be selfish. Share the good news. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him. And I thought about it. I said, man, what scripture did they share with him? What scripture did Paul and Silas share with the jailer and his household that they should be saved? Did, did they go to the Old Testament? Did they do this, do this? And if you ask me, I think it went something like this. I think whatever the jailer's name is, we'll call, we're going to call him Bob. 
Bob, here it is. They says, if you want to be born again, or if you, if you want what we have, you must be born again. You must call the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. And I think it went something kind of like Romans 10, 9 and 10. For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, then you will be saved. That's what I believe. And then Romans 10, 10, 13 says, uh, for whosoever, King James, for whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it doesn't matter if you're a jailer. It doesn't matter who you've wronged. It doesn't matter how many banks you've robbed. It doesn't matter how bad of a person you think you are. It doesn't matter about your past. Church, listen to me. It does not matter about your past. What it matters about is your future. The devil wants you to focus on your past. God wants you to focus on your future in Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you think you're not worthy enough, or if you don't think you're good enough, or if you don't think that you uh, are worthy enough for the, the salvation of Jesus Christ, that is a lie from the pit of hell. So today, right now, we're going to give an altar call because I believe there's somebody out, out there right now that has been lied to for so long that the enemy has lied to and oppressed uh, for so long that they believe that they're not worthy for the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So let's pray right now. And I want all the believers out there to pray with me. Lord, I know there's somebody out there right now listening that still has shackles on them, that still are in bondage because of the devil lying to them over and over and over, that they don't feel worthy enough, they don't feel good enough. Lord, you don't go to a, a doctor after you get well. You go to a doctor because you don't feel well. And Lord, you don't come to Christ once you're all better and, and you've got all the sin out of your life. Lord, you come to Christ because you want him to make you better and you want him to remove the sin from their life. You want him to cover that sin. So today, Lord, I pray that the, the lies of the devil are exposed, the truth, the way, and the life. Jesus Christ reigns supreme. And Lord, today, I pray if there's somebody out there at the sound of my voice that is either watching this broadcast now or watches it later, today, Lord, let them know that they are loved. Lord, let them know that you are the truth. And right now, the enemy is bound. He is shackled. He has no room in their life. He has no room in this place. And today, Lord, that they accept the free gift a salvation of Jesus Christ. And today, Lord, they call themselves a brother or sister in Christ. They call themselves a child of God. And today is the day that they start their new life, their new life in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Today, Lord, the new has come for that individual that is accepting your salvation. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, so praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Uh, we only got through part of the message of Acts, but the Holy Spirit reigns supreme here. And uh, Gary says, meet us at North Campus to Saturate USA this Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Hanging doorbacks for Jesus. Amen. Uh, thank you to everybody out there. Uh, come up, help out with VBS, help decorate. Next week is VBS. So much going on. Half Bible travel. The kingdom of God is on fire and is moving forward. Be a part of it today. Love you all. Bye-bye.